What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another issue of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Episode 92 is here. Me and Mark are back in the Batcave and the Fortress of Solitude to give you another fire episode. This week in comics, we have more books to preview for a new comic book day that, that, that is tomorrow. Zack Snyder says his Snyder Cut will get a rated R theatrical release. Among other movies, The Dark Knight gets put into the National Film Registry, and The Joker gets only his second ongoing series ever coming to you in March. And over on the sports side, as the NFL season comes to a close, we preview Week 15, who is in, who is out, and our opinions. Champions League draw for the round of 16 was last week. We preview a few of those matchups, and we have an array of conference championship games this weekend in college football. Three French hens colliding two worlds and a partridge in a pear tree. This is the Com Boogies Podcast. Let's go. And we are back with the Com Boogies Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed that holiday music because we have no idea if we're recording next week. So if we do not, then Merry Christmas from myself, Mark, and Sean. Unfortunately, it's only me and Mark this week. But uh, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please go in there tomorrow, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, December 16th, and grab your stack. Or hell, start a new one with Alex. Great people, very, very intuitive, and he'll give you all the information you need to get into the comic book world. Mark, what's happening, bro? It feels like a month when I miss a week. It always does. For some reason, when you miss that week... Uh, it does feel like it takes forever to come back, but, you know, you like to sit back in the saddle, you know, host and just kind of like steer the ship and whatnot. But a little bit different, man. Recording a little bit earlier on in the week, even yeah, before yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, NCBD, mm-hmm. National yeah. Comic Book Day, uh, is upon us. We usually record this after we put, pick up our weekly books and whatnot, but... You know, nonetheless, uh, you know, it's coming down to the end of 2020. 2020 has been hectic as hell. So uh, why not make it a little bit more hectic? And I actually like how you did that earlier, Mike, how you kind of said that you didn't know if we were going to record next week, maybe (laughs) giving the fans a little bit of a stocking stuffer, you know, to kind of uh, uh, maybe uh, be on the lookout if they're going to get that christmas eve uh, recording of their favorite podcast yeah for sure for sure because you know it kind of it's kind of weird because as we we've been usually recording on a consistent basis on like a wednesday thursday release in the episode on a friday night saturday morning it kind of sucks because christmas eve boom thursday when we usually record and friday when i'm editing is, is is friday christmas day so man so um If we do this at this point next week, it works out perfectly. But if not, then, hey, the fans are going to get this episode at least this week to round out the year. Um, But, yeah, dude, can you imagine, like, just the heartbreak I felt last week not being on the episode with all of that news that Disney drops? Just, like, all day, me, you, and Sean texting. I'm, like, sharing all these posts on the Instagram page. Go check us out, by the way, at the Colin Bookies on all social media platforms. But, yeah. I mean, dude, it sucks so bad. It was like, oh, boom, all the Star Wars shows and movies. Boom, all of this Disney plus, you know, all these, sh- you know, the Pixar shows and movies and, and, and Lightyear. And then, of course, all the Marvel stuff, Spider-Man, all these news and, and rumors of, you know, past actors coming back for Spider-Man 3. Oh, dude, it was <laughs> it tugged at my heartstrings. I, I almost cried. 
Dude, tell me about it. I remember getting ready for it last week in pre-production with Sean. And by the way, you know, Sean's kind of doing his little zigzag theory now as we're getting down into the home stretch of 2020, the playoffs. He's getting his little zigzag. He he took a week off to tie the knot. I once again, congratulations to him. Then he mm-hmm, he hopped sure. on with me. You 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 unfortunately couldn't make it last week, Mikey. But here we are. Sean lists again, but uh. Hopefully we can maybe come together for that Christmas uh, episode yeah. next next week. Yeah. But it, yeah, fans, don't worry. Like me or Sean don't owe each other money. Like we're not ducking each other. Don't worry. We're not like making <laughs> yeah. up excuses week in and week out. Oh, Sean. Oh, sorry. No, I, I can't make it this week. <laughs> and it'd be awkward. No, don't worry. We're cool. <laughs> it's just I mean, scheduling did, issues. Man, I must be a boring guy because I, I ain't <laughs> got shit to do, man. I mean, I mean. I, <laughs> it's like every week I'm just fine. It's like, okay, we can do it though. Whatever week, whatever day you guys want to do it, I'm down. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just, uh, give the wife a little bit of a heads up on what week I want to record on what, sorry, on what day I want to record. But mm-hmm. yeah, nonetheless, you know, it's, uh, getting colder. Uh, the presents are getting under the tree and whatnot, but I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what 2020 is going to bring. We obviously saw the first, uh, the first vaccine go into that patient's arm uh, right, early yep. earlier yesterday, you know, mm, so uh, the nurse and they're saying that this is kind of the beginning of the end, as the saying would say. But uh, I don't know if it is. Let's just hope that everybody that is taking the vaccine that, uh, you know, to better health for you guys and that no side effects really that bad or whatnot. Yeah. But there's just so many questions still that it scares me, you know. The whole they're saying that you're going to have to take it twice. You got to sign waivers, you this and that. So I don't know, man. I just hope that whoever is taking it right now or being forced to take it or having to take it because of frontline situations, because of uh, whatever it is, because you're elderly. I just hope that any comic bookie fans or comic bookie fans, loved ones out there that are participating in the vaccine uh, this early in its, uh, you know, in its. uh showing i just hope that you guys are safe and that uh everything's good for the for our country and for the world really yeah for sure i mean and then just with the you know like you said you said um that they might have to take the vaccine twice and just people's mentality about it and and states still having these regulations whether it be as far left as new york and california or as far right as florida uh, it, i think i'm predicting you know Things like restaurants are going to have the indoor seating and maybe the movie theaters open back up. I'm hoping next summer to fall so we can get like a nice like, you know, this, the summer blockbusters, you know, make a late uh, release. But I don't know. I'm just being hopeful, but at the same time being realistic and kind of enjoying the fact that Disney and, and uh, Warner Brothers are already announcing that, you know, X movies are already going to come out straight to streaming. And so at least we don't get to miss these movies and tv shows and then hopefully they you know they're gonna make a you know at least a penny off of these shows and not just hold on to it and just you know lose hundreds of millions yeah unfortunately i mentioned it on last week's episode but as diehard as i am about the theaters you know i've i heard a wise man tell me you know the thing that's kind of gonna the thing that's going to actually be kind of a devil advocate to go along with Disney plus and all the streaming services that have coming out is going to be like 
just the variety of uh, of you know, affordable monstrous TVs that are available to the public now. You know, before these, you, I mean, these TVs, 80 inch flat screens that didn't weigh nothing that you could barely like, you know, that you just hang on your wall. You remember the old projections projectors back in the day that were like a big cabinet box that had the huge screen that was about as big as they got but now you've got these tvs that are just immersing you with all of these 4k graphics and like we always mention on this podcast ps5 and xbox came out and we see the graphics on those things and it's just the world that we're living in or being able to live in right now just from the comfort of our own home that's what kind of scares me, Mike, and, you know, and, and for the movie theater business going forward, because, yeah, you're going to have your people that are going to be on dates. You're going to have your people that are out on the town kind of doing their thing. They're going to stop by, watch a movie, maybe take the kids out and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I think that maybe for a lot of maybe the Gen Z, uh, the Gen Z demographic, what have you, I think that for them and people like maybe even millennials like us. I think that that's going to be real fitting for them. And I think that them being able to just hang out in their own couch, surround sound, 80 inch, 75 inch, whatever, 4K. And I think that I don't think that theaters are going to be the same as I thought they were going to be. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll see, yeah. though. We'll see. Yeah, I don't think anything is going to be, you know, <laughs> right. what it was in January, February for for years to come. I think, you know, with masks and, and, and regulations with having to wear masks in certain places, whether it be inside, outside, or just completely closed, I think that's going to go on even with the vaccine for years to come, especially on some of these more, uh, you know, these liberal states over on the West Coast um, and over in you know, New York and stuff. But. And, and just think about like the companies that are moving out of California now, right? That's pretty we just crazy had to another hear, yeah. We just had that other company, Oracle, that was like, you know, deep rooted into the Bay Area, the deep dinosaur, you know, since like the 70s, they started Mr. Ellison mm-hmm. over there. And they just sat they're switching their headquarters over to Texas, along with uh, uh, cousin Elon Musk and uh, Oracle HP also yeah. did the same thing. You know, although I did hear that Oracle is keeping a lot of their uh, former headquarters here uh, in Redwood City. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of as as much as other, all these other companies are doing, it's kind of for business purposes, tax stuff. And it's just uh, I mean, it ain't nothing new, Mike. We live here. We breathe it. We see it every day. We know how hard it is to live up here in Northern California with Silicon Valley and whatnot. So uh, at the end of the day, I'm not surprised. I could see it coming, especially with all the with all the personal people and lives that are actually leaving California in this exodus. You can say that the tech companies are having a Texodus, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) You sent that text the other day. I was hell laughing. That's a good one. A good one. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into the comic book side of the podcast. Um, great to be back in the saddle. I, I just want to let you know, just uh, oh, he I, fr- loves I, fr- I freaking love doing this, dude. So over, <laughs> over on the DC side, we have Batman 105, Nightwing 77, Justice League 58. I believe that's like part three of the Endless Winter uh, crossover event. Dark Knights, Death Metal number six and Catwoman 28. Over on the Marvel side, Immortal Hulk 41, X-Force 15, Fantastic Four 27, Captain America 26, and Iron Man number 4. A few of the independent publishers, we have um, 
Image, 7 to Eternity, 15. Decorum, number 6. And then on the Skybound side of Image is Stillwater, number 4. Uh, Boom Studios, Once in Future, 14. And AWA, one of our favorite. Even though I uh, have something to say about AWA uh, in a few minutes, American Ronin, an, a store we actually like, number three, comes out tomorrow. So all those books come out tomorrow. Please go and grab them. Mark, let's start our comic book talk. What are you excited about for to come out tomorrow, or what were you excited about over the last few weeks to, that you read? Yeah, I think that my pool list has kind of been uh, shaved down thin a little bit since a lot of these AWA stories have been ending you know, Very the true. zeros, those resistance, uh, Grendel, Kentucky, and all of them are coming to an end. But I think last week I got, what was it, four or five books this week, if I'm not mistaken, with Ronin and Batman. I think I'm getting about another three to four. So uh, if you want to say what I'm excited about, it's probably those two, Batman and Ronin as well. Um, you're, and you're also excited about saving a little money this these last two weeks, huh? Uh, you know, it's not always about the money. We got the sponsorship, which comes through. Once again, shout out to TI Comics from California. Get your sword. But anyway, uh, I think that uh, we really we, we're we're fortunate to be able to read a lot yeah, yeah. a lot more books than maybe the average person is willing to spend their their money on. But this is why we do it. This is why Alex actually gave us a sponsorship because he wants us to obviously you know venture out into different types of books so we can spread the word you know to our fans and and everybody that listens to this podcast you know so i think that yeah that's great but mike i wanted to ask you actually you mentioned earlier because that's a book that i was gonna pull and i actually decided not to and i i thought i think you did let me ask you again because you know that's another thing since the sponsorship, we actually get so caught up in what books we're reading and who who's reading what and who's not reading what. But did you pull that Stillwater actually? Because I remember I, I was I going to, it. but I didn't. Yeah. So the, so what happened was is that I was you know what you know what it kind of tickled my fancy. So I I pulled issue two and all of a sudden the story just you just flipped on itself that you know it was the two guys that went into the town and like once you cross the border you know you can't die. So then. You know, you know, the sheriff and other people in the town are kind of weary and like kind of like uh, skeptical of these two guys. But he but one of the guys was told to go there. Right. And so but he brings his friend. They cause a ruckus. They bring him outside of the town lines. They end up killing the friend. And then at the end of the issue, the mom's like, no, that's my son. And we're like, whoa, you know, crazy. And so the next issue, they kind of have like a town hall meeting and stuff and like they kind of bring the like the mother you're the reason why he's here he's going to screw up what we have and everything and they bury her alive because she can't die so that's your punishment you're going to stay in the ground six feet under for x amount of days or weeks or whatever and they finally dig her up and then and they're like okay cool let's be chill let's keep let's bring this kid in let's go ahead and you know and you know and introducing to people have like a nice little meet and greet party at someone's house so it's kind of like it's a weird like everyone kind of shuts their mouth because no one wants to get you know brought outside the county line and get and get whacked you know what i'm saying but it's, it's it's a weird it's a weird enough book to make me want at least the first maybe arc i'm not sure if it's an ongoing i haven't really looked into it to whether it's more than six or seven or eight but at least the first six to where after the first arc if it's you know if i want to keep going then fine if not then i can just easily drop it 
And I'm finally starting to understand what Alex always tells me when I ask him about, oh, do you know how long it's going to be? He's like, oh, well, it's a mini for now, but it could be ongoing. And I'm just, what do you mean? Like, but, and I know from reading Year Zero, reading Resistance, reading um, Devil's Highway, which is going to be ongoing. And I just think that this would probably be a better question for Alex, actually. But, sh- but Mike, you actually might have, might know a little bit about it. Do you know if these writers write like these short stories, a mini series, six issues, five issues, what have you? You think that maybe within the first three three issues that they're already thinking whether or not they're gonna make a second, uh, you know, a second offering or what? What do you think? Because I, um, I thought, I mean, I bring this up honestly because I thought that Devil's Highway was honestly gonna be just a one shot, six issues, done, end it. But the way it ended, I was like, damn, it ended like real good. You know, like they can't mm-hmm. they can make a second a second book out of it with, as you know, with, with like year zero. I think it could have ended right then and there. But uh, I don't know. Do you know if they if they have it planned before time or if I it's think like it, something? I, I, I think it all depends on on the writer specifically. If him and the and if him, her and the artist have plans to you know, go forward with it. And then if they do, then they kind of pitch it to the publisher. I always go back to our interviews with Frank Gogol. You know, he says that he has the end already made up for no heroin. Like he knows what's going to happen, but it all depends on what source point press wants to do. You know, like dead end kids. It was like, okay, here's a second story. It's completely different, but it's still like a dead end kids field story. So it's, you know, it's similar to where it's with kids. It's an effed up story that has to be resolved. It's similar from the one, you know, from one to two, even though it's different. And then no heroin, she's, he's going to have the same character in that story. So he has, so the writer has plans, whether it, like he has going into it, it's only going to be a four issue miniseries, or he probably, he or she probably tells the the publisher, hey, I got plans. I know you only want me to keep it to a five-issue miniseries, but hey, just let you know, I got plans for you know five more. So I think it all depends on you know negotiations there. Yeah, definitely, and that's good analysis, Mike. Uh, I'm glad that you brought that up with Frank because I, you're right. I don't really, re- I remember him saying that now, but I think that going forward, I with Batman, Mike. Let's get into that. With 105. So, so Batman, I want to say crazy over the last two weeks, he's been tranquilized. He's been cut up, you know, and then his bat family is going to be, you know, uh, they're going to surgically remove parts. You know, it's crazy. Both detective and Batman. He's a, they're all going under the needle, the knife. It's crazy. It's like he kind of trying to protect his new little he's like his son now bow fam right he's just I mean, uh bow fam just wants like, to do no good yeah like are you getting the feel now that he's gonna be like the next robin right like clown like hunter is gonna be the next robin you know why was and i feeling that way earlier mike tell me because i don't know if it's it's similar stories it's kind of like jason todd to where he kind of picked him up off the streets he was trying to steal cars you know like boost cars and stuff and then he brought him in put him on somewhat of a right path you know and of course we know that jason todd gets killed brought back and now is is now red hood but um but yeah and, there, but, and then something's brewing with, with with uh harley also i'm telling you man there's just uh, <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't know what tiny's doing but i don't think so Tiny is bringing it right now that's well, what is. i'm gonna say because he he's kind of switching up this whole batman story around to, to stuff that you're not really used to when it comes to batman and well, it's crazy but Ghostmaker's badass, let me tell you. 
And let me tell you, people that have been following this podcast since day one, as myself has been, because I got lucky enough to get into these Batman stories, kind of knowing the original story with Alfred still in it, Robin and and all that was going on. And it's just so different now. Right. Ever since Tynion took over the helm, it's just kind of like a whole different story that if you read Batman years ago, when you try to get into it now, you might be kind of like, what the hell is this shit? You got Harley friends with this guy, this this Vietnamese bow fam with 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 uh, Harley hanging out with with Bruce. Like, what's going on? Right. But if you've been following it since its transition, since our podcast has been like kind of, you know, going on, I think that. It's kind of a a pretty good transition. I actually really, really am digging it, and I'm really excited to see where the hell it's going to go from here. And uh, let me tell you, Mike, it's only going to keep going even further because Tinyan's got even bigger plans for the clown prince of the cr- clown prince, prince of crime, of brother. Crime. Yeah. Um. I think. Are you getting the feeling that the Ghostmaker is trying to prove to Bruce that he doesn't need? Well, obviously, he he's trying to prove to Bruce that he, that the city doesn't need Batman itself. But now he's trying to prove that you know what? You don't need another sidekick because he's egging him on, egging him on, egging him on, and then Clown Hunter. He's like, oh, hmm. He didn't. You know, like I'm no longer shackled, and so he's putting him to a test that he's gonna now he's gonna kill Harley Quinn at the end of that issue. So we're like, uh. What the hell is going to happen? So kind of putting him to the test. Um, but it's weird. Over the last few days after reading that issue, I was like, dude, is Balfam Clown Hunter going to be the next Robin? Not sure. Because he's got his own problems with the current Robin right now and Damien in Detective Comics. And Hush has the whole Bat family sewed away somewhere. And he's calling donors for, you know, that he's taking blood here, take this analysis, and he's going to donate. Obviously, he picks Jason Todd Redhood, speaking of, as his first victim. And then at the very end of that issue, you see Batman and Damien breaking into a building. You didn't see him breaking into the building that Hush was in, but you think that, that that's what it is. So we'll see what happens in what, uh, it'd be 1032 33. or 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but Hush, let me go back to Hush. Um, you know, I, I was thinking my boys, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to give away any like, you know, gift ideas, but I was thinking about my boys when it comes to Christmas and everything. And I'm the one who's got more of a, uh, you know, backlog of, of, of comic book history and information in my brain. And I'm always excited to like for someone else to read these stories. So actually, you know what, over the last couple of days, I was asking you, like, oh, you didn't know Hush or whatever. I think I mentioned, you know, Batman Hush and everything. Man, I was thinking maybe, hey, maybe I should get Mark this Batman Hush trade paperback. Maybe he can do a little, you know, little side reading, you know, give him a little Christmas gift. But hey, Hush, n- huh? now that I've said it, you're not getting that. Sorry. <laughs> now that I've said it, I've just ruined it. So you're not going to get it. You're going to get something else. Sorry. No, nah, you're just trying to Jedi mind F me right here. I see yeah, how little, it goes. Okay. I see how. Oh, he's not going to get me Batman Hush. Uh, and then boom, here comes Wednesday the 23rd. Oh. Dude, it's here. <laughs> Give me something for Marvel, man. Give me something for Marvel. Marvel, because, you want some of that secret Marvel invasion, wa- that like secret invasion or whatever, because it's gonna be based on it's gonna be that movie or TV show that they just dropped. Might you might as well get that that uh, crossover, whatever that big event was. Well, Marvel, they keep bringing it on the on the on the motion picture side and the entertainment side of it, but on the reading side, the book side, they need to step up their game. I know they got that whole yeah. I know they got that whole King Black thing going on right now, mm-hmm. but I just think that 
that just doesn't it just doesn't do it for myself. I mean, I don't want to speak for you or Sean, but uh, Sean's it's, it's not cr- here to defend himself. But but it's crazy because you have talked about your our roller coaster ride with X Men over the last year, right? But two stories that both me and Sean read together. Thor, that you don't Thor and Strange Academy are probably my two favorite Marvel books. So it's like, yeah, you say like Marvel's like eh, not really doing it for you right now, but just those two books specifically wow. are keeping me very interested. Donnie Cates on Thor, and I, I uh, for the life of me, I can't remember the the writer. I'm sorry for Strange Academy, but it's really good so far f- through the first six issues. We already have a death in the uh, young. A group of kids. Well, we don't know if he's dead yet, but at the end of this issue, we know that he is dead. So it's pretty crazy. It's a it's a good issue. Hopefully, Sean reads it and before he listens to this. Um, I don't want to be a spoiler alert, but yeah. But Strange Academy and Thor for for everyone trying to get into Marvel as well. Both of those books are only you know between six and ten issues in, so not a lot of catching up to do. Scotty Young, let us know, fans. Scotty if you're reading, Young, that's what it is. If you're reading Strange Academy by Scotty Young, or if you're reading Thor, as uh, as Mike mentioned, I'm currently not. But this is why we have different voices on this podcast, and yeah. you you guys have your voices also. So let us know. Drop so us la- a line on Comic Bookies on uh, Instagram or Twitter, and let us know what you're reading and what you like, or uh, any more Marvel stories for us to read. Last three things I want to talk about, but it's all like encompassing in one kind of big complaint. So two negatives, the flash, this um, endless winter tie-in was kind of, you know, trash just because it had nothing to do with this current story we're we're reading. It was like, like you didn't have to waste a flash issue on me. You know, you could have made it something else where it was like a dark Knight's death metal flash story. You didn't have to make it flash seven sixty whatever, you know, um, from AWA, we always love their stories, but unfortunately, I read issue one from Colin Bunn, Nelson Blake Jr. And Don't dude, I do thought it. Was, I thought it was gonna be a badass book because this guy Snakebite Cortez is involved in this book. I was like, ooh, Snakebite, it's gonna be a badass book. But bite-sized, issue one of four, not my cup of tea. Uh, very just bland, just like a story I've kind of seen before. Robots escape from a government facility. They escape to some, you know, nice family of fours house and it's gonna do something to the little kids you know just not for me and finally uh dark knight's death metal number six comes out this week i am sick and goddamn tired of these effing tie-ins i'm done with dc events i'm done i don't care if i like oh but you to understand this you have to do that i'm done i just picked up a book last week a tie-in for dc dark knight's death metal bro it was 8.99 why do you have 99 it's a seven issue it's a seven issue miniseries from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, but all these different artists and writers and stuff are uh, you know collaborating on like it, I swear to God it's like eight or nine different tie-ins and they're between five ninety nine and eight ninety nine every freaking week. I hate it. I'll so when I go to the eight ninety niners, they're thick. Don't get me wrong, they're like a big issue. It's like you know like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 60 70 80 pages which is fine but i don't need that just give me the seven issues i'm done bro like i should have looked at that schedule before i picked it up because it's it's a crazy cool story but i'm done bro and that's my rant for the, the, the negativity <laughs> on the comic book I'm side done, bro. please go you know <laughs> please go get these, you know those books li- but man who's listening from dc you hear that mike biella he is done 
just quit giving him all these tie-ins. Give him give him a new story, whether it be the Joker with his uh with his new series, whether it be anything else that Mike's into. But man, just uh, it's just too much. That's how I feel like with that event that's going on right now with Marvel with that uh King in Black, whatever. It's just uh too yeah, much. Like, like yeah, my, it's, my, it's my, my, like my 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 black cat just got dropped out of nowhere, Mike. It just like I was like I. My, did it end? They had 12 issues. Is that a maxi series? But the way it ended, it didn't end like it was supposed to end. But there was nothing that don't happened. You, actually, don't you have a Black Cat number one coming out? Is it a different, completely different story? I think it's tomorrow, it's the right? King in Black, or what are the King of? Yes. Uh, so, but I, I think it came out last week, Mike, mm, or this week. Okay. It was one this of these week, yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm not getting it. Uh, Alex didn't throw it in my pool, so. I don't know if it's a completely different story, but I just wanted to keep reading my original Black Cat story, and it just ended on me somehow. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, every week it's like you know, King in Black, Thor, King in Black, Symbiote, Spider, you know, Spider Man, uh, King in Black, Venom, King in Black, Spider Man, King in Black, Hulk. It's like, nah, I'm good. No, thank you. So going on to the news as we round out the comic book side. Um, yeah, let's you know let's go ahead and get into the new Joker since it's kind of like a comic book news. So for only the second time in DC's history, we have an ongoing strictly Joker story starting in March, written by current Batman writer James Tynion. Uh, it's going to focus on you know Punchline again. You have Harper Rowe as well uh, in the story. I think she's playing Bluebird or Blackbird. I'm sorry, I'm I'm blanking on the actual like superhero name. But yeah, so the Joker is after the fallout of the Joker War. He's got one eye, courtesy of Harley of one Harley Quinn shot his eye out. So just kind of his story, and it's it's gonna be an ongoing series. So I'm thinking at least a year long, at least 12 issues. But I'm excited. If if it's James Tiny, then that Joker story can can go on for a while. So you're con- so you can consider a 12 issue series an ongoing series. I thought ongoing meant like 30s, 40s, 50s. Well, there's you know there's always plans, but as we saw in the first six months to a year of us doing this podcast, Marvel always did that. How many times? Remember we always, we, we always mentioned like, damn, like how come Marvel has like all their current titles are like 10 issues or less. So they might have plans to go 30, 40 or whatever. So I'm th- thinking if it's an ongoing series, it's at least two arcs. And then if it doesn't sell well, then they'll end it after two arcs. They'll somehow end it. You know what I'm saying? That's my kind of thinking to it. True. And the last time that he actually had his own like ongoing series, if you will, was in 1970s, Mike. It was like 1975, mid- and then it was like abruptly ended after nine issues, I think I read. Yeah, and exactly. And with, I mean, with all this whole Joker war that Tynion kind of popped off with, I mean, I just, it's weird. He's you know, like, it's like the year, the year of the Joker just hasn't stopped ever since uh, the movie with Joaquin Phoenix came out last October <laughs> 2019. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm excited. You mentioned it's going to be Bane, I believe, is going to have a big, uh, part in this yep uh, mm-hmm. yeah and then punchline as well I, i'm super glad that they're not doing art they're already not doing a punchline you know uh, her own series i'm glad that she's just involved in the joker series you know what i'm saying like she can go her, ahead and continue her story continue her backstory and everything and kind of develop her character in the dc uh, comic universe 
but don't already give her an ongoing series. You know, so she's going to be plugged into that series. Yeah, definitely. But <laughs> you could see maybe a uh, in stopping the Joker series if it doesn't go too well, maybe trying to start a punchline series or even if the Joker series does go well, F it, maybe just still start the damn punchline series. Why but not? Mike, go ahead. No, I said, why not? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. And here's another name, guys, that you have been brought up lately or a couple times in this podcast, Mirka Andolfo. Yes, the writer of Mercy. She had a little series. Uh, I think it was by Image. Don't quote me on that. But uh, she had a little series earlier in the year, along with uh, the the one I picked up issue one, which was um, I got it. I got it. I got it. It was the devil and the like the angel. It was by uh, it was by a, a blaze. It was by a blaze comics unsacred or something like that. I don't know if you saw that on the shelves over at Treasure Island. OK, but Mirka and now she's going to be on this as well. The Joker will feature a punchline oh, and uh, also art uh, art from Mirka on Andol- Dolfo. But yeah, I've been uh, seeing her name a lot. I believe she's Italian. So uh Shout out to her making her name a little bit more prevalent in the comic industry because I've been noticing a lot. So shout out to her. Maybe we can get her on the podcast one day. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. I'm down with that. Um, A couple other pieces of just quick news. Uh, Chris Pine uh, from Star Trek fame, from um, Wonder Woman fame. He is going to star in the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's all the information I have right now. I don't know if it's even in, you know, production or whatever, but that's the, the one of the new rumors. You know, I feel like I, I feel like my news this week is going to just be compared to last week. Like you guys spent like 15, 20 minutes on just listing like, oh, we're getting this. We're getting that. We're getting this. And I have Chris Pine in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. And I have, oh, hey, guess what? Peacock, if you're interested, has the first two seasons of The Office for free. And then, you know, seasons three through nine are on like the premium access or whatever. But then I'm thinking, wait a minute, <laughs> every damn episode's on Netflix right now. So just go get it over on Netflix, you know? So, um, anyways, the National Film Registry has added 25 more films. Mark, you and me were talking about this like in the beginning. Like, what the hell is this? I think it's some kind of like Hall of Fame for film. Uh, the four movies that actually like kind of jumped out at me that I knew what they were uh, 2008's The Hurt Locker. That was a good one. Uh, Shrek from 2001, Grease, which is surprising, from 1978, and one of my favorite movies of all time, one of the greatest performances by a Joker and a Batman, The Dark Knight from 2008, joins that list. So, um, yeah, it was it, that's pretty cool. I, I had no idea. Even doing this for two, almost two years now, I don't remember seeing news of a film registry, you know, like 25 more films going in, la, la, uh, you know, last year. This is kind of a, a new thing to me. Yeah, and Greece, that's a huge one as well, you know, just uh, yeah. from way back in the day. It's, it's like a huge, I couldn't believe- a huge cult classic that like takes until 2020 to get into the film registry, you know, when like 2008, you know, 12 years ago, the Hurt Locker. But then I do some more digging and, you know, there's different reasons why different films get into the registry and then some don't. So I don't know. It's It's kind of weird. But do you know what they are? What do you mean? The different reasons. Well, I think it's like, like like how the film affects, you know, culture. Uh, it's like cultural uh, effects. 
Well, if it affecting like, culture, Greece had to have gotten in years ago. I know that's yeah. why that's that's why I'm saying like how how can how can it you know not? So I don't know. But and then the last piece of news that I have personally, uh, Zack Snyder says that the his Snyder cut of Justice League is going to get a rated R theatrical release. So that's gonna be pretty cool. Um, you're gonna have Batman dropping f bombs, you know, something that I've never seen before. So what do you think of that, Mark? What do you think about you know? you watching all these movies over the last couple of years in the comic book world. And now you're going to get a justice league, you know, and you see all these PG PG 13 comic books of Batman flash and how they talk and stuff. And then they're going to be dropping F bombs. <laughs> yeah. And this dude, he's just, uh, he's, uh, I love the way Snyder's just building this cut up, right? The, he's just slow and steady, Building it up, letting people listen to this podcast, letting people just, uh, you know, just uh, sponge in the information. Because, man, it's just it's just going to come out in theaters. It's going to come out in HBO Max. It's going to come out with cuss words. It's going to I mean, I'm excited to see it. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know too much about this whole Justice League run and even about the earlier Justice League. But uh I'm sure I would have known already, like I mentioned last last or two weeks ago, how I, I was loving going to theaters even more so since we started this podcast to review these movies and it was taken away from me. So we'll see, though. But I got to get back on my movie game and uh, going to theaters actually does help me watch a lot of these movies, you know, there more you than I would be on my couch. Because if I'm on my couch, I'm going to put on a game. You know what I mean? I'm going to start looking through YouTube. I'm going to this. I'm going to BS. So mm-hmm, yeah. you know, bring the theaters back so I can actually watch these, man. I could probably see about at least half of the cuss words in a rated R film of Justice League probably coming from Aquaman. I can probably see Aquaman, you know, saying most of those cuss words and not Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman or Cyborg. You know, I, I can definitely see uh, what Jason Momoa saying half of those cuss words. But um, but yeah, I mean, have you watched anything lately? Just sports and stuff. I mean, Mandalorian, the last episode with my boy, um, one of my favorite comics, uh, Bill Bird. That was a fantastic episode. The penultimate uh episode of the season so season finale is next week for mandalorian right before christmas oh no i'm sorry not next week but this upcoming friday so i hope everyone enjoys this season ender to that one but yeah other than that i've just been watching i've been waiting for all my cw shows to come back i think they're all back in like you know january february march but other than that just kind of just chilling trying to catch up on different shows and animated cartoons and stuff i've been trying to watch a lot of those old like older like old, you know over the last 15 years the dc movies you know why just because i have the time you know like i watch you know a couple shows or movies with my daughter it's christmas time so we're watching elf and home alone one and two and the santa claus you know like the really really good ones the classic ones and then when they go to bed if i have time and i want to watch something if i'm not watching something with my wife like one of our uh, tv shows i pop one of those on because it's like an hour hour and 10 minutes just get it out of the way you know because i wasn't a huge movie watcher of the animation uh years and years ago but now that i you know want to catch up it's kind of easy with hbo max now yeah definitely and yeah home alone huh oh, that, dude. Uh, home <laughs> alone home alone one and two the only ones you need to worry about uh santa claus actually you know what it's cool actually santa oh, claus don't is different tell than me home santa alone. claus it's great yeah no no no, no, great. no no the santa claus is different than home alone because number two and number three i actually enjoy 
Like they're definitely not as good as the first one, but it's not like, oh, number two and number three are trash. When I think Home Alone 3 and whatever else they did was is they trash. They had a Home Alone 3? Yeah, dude. It's the little kid with the uh, – with the. That shows the, you. It's the little kid from Liar Liar, the son. He's Liar. like – He's like Macaulay Culkin's character. He's of uh, course not. He's of course not Kevin McAllister. But yeah, but Elf is great. You know, John Favreau did that one. Um, I don't think the Die Hard's a Christmas movie, even though people will say it is. Is is Maddie watching uh, Turbo Blaster yet? Or <laughs> I, you know what? That's weird. I have not seen Jingle All the Way on any channel or streaming service yet. I have yet to see that one. I'm gonna have to search it. But yeah. Yeah, um, and that had Sinbad, remember, playing the post. The, oh the, yeah, oh the, hell yeah. And shout out to Sinbad, who I think had like a stroke or something a month or something ago. We didn't bring that up in news, but yeah, I remember. Uh, I think it was about a month ago or something. Sinbad, yeah. but I, I, I think he's recovered and uh, on the path to recovery at least. So uh, yeah. shout out Sinbad and those great movies. Of uh, what year was that, Mike? That had to have been at like early, early two thousands. I'd say early two. I think you're right. Right. Yeah. And so all that, the Comboogie fans out there, please give us a shout, comment on our YouTube videos, send us a DM, send us an email. Please tell me your top three or four Christmas movies because I think I just named mine. <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, it's not a freaking ah, Christmas movie. Ah, there we, there it it's is. It's not a Christmas movie. It's not. No, just because it happens during Christmas. I'm sorry. Harry Potter's not a Christmas movie, and half the movie is in during the winter time, during Christmas time. They go, they go on Christmas break and say, "Oh, happy Christmas, Harry! Happy Christmas, Harry!" No, it's not a Christmas movie. It's Harry. So yeah. So as we transition from comics to sports, please uh, shoot us a line and tell us your favorite Christmas movies. And as we also transition from comics to sports, please check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Uh, we are also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at the Comic Bookies. Please follow our pages. We are releasing all of the breaking news in sports and comics on our story as well. And we're also still releasing weekly uh, extra content videos on YouTube. So check us out there. Uh, Mark, well, Jack and Coke. I got the bullet, uh, you know, the bullet whiskey. We are good to go on a Tuesday night. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get into sports, bro. So week 15 of the NFL, let's get into it. So um, we have our Raiders who totally just crapped the bed uh, last week against the Colts. They're at home, at home against the Chargers, I believe, this week on Thursday night. Thursday night, two nights away. Yep, and then we have two Saturday night games this week, or, or no, I mean what, one afternoon, one evening, and then a bunch of Sunday games and Monday. So we have a packed week starting Thursday this week, barring any COVID uh, cancellations or postponements. Yeah, it's been what a it's been kind of a crazy week. You mentioned the Raiders. We obviously needed them to win that game. It looked like they were kind of hanging a little bit tough. But at the end of the day, uh, just Indy's a little bit too much for them. I yeah. thought that I thought that they would have known Mr. Philip Rivers, but at the end of the day, I think uh, Mr. Philip Rivers Rivers knew them a little bit more than uh, they knew him. So, yeah, he comes out with the win that puts the Raiders deeper in the playoff in the playoff hunt. I mean, I don't even know if they're really in the hunt anymore. It's looking kind of grim for them. Uh couple other games that that went off uh i had the niners kind of playing 
after the Niners coming off that loss after that first week or was it the second week? I don't know, but it had to. It was that having to go down to Arizona to play, and then with mm-hmm. uh, losing, having to play the Alex Smith led that just beat Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I thought that the Niners probably Crazy. would handle business, but man. I don't know with the first place in their division, the football team. I don't know if they're for real or what's going on with that team. But you know uh, what? I mean, I think you guys had the right pick with the 49ers. You just, you know, like we always say, you can't handicap injuries. You can't handicap turnovers, bro. They had the fumble recovery for the touchdown or whatever. You just can't. And it just totally just swung the momentum of the game. It's crazy. And, and, and that's what's so crazy about it, too, because, uh, Alex Smith, I mean, if it wasn't destined for him to win this crappy ass division, right? With the, you have the quarterback of the Cowboys goes down and Prescott. Now you got the quarterback of the Eagles that gets replaced, and you got Mr. Jalen Hurts, uh, Alabama, and uh, transfer Sooners uh, finest. But I, I, obviously, you don't expect much, but. I mean, Washington's defense is kind of uh, for real. You know, Riverboat Ron, their Good. coach, their, the former uh, San, uh, San Diego, former Carolina coach, you know, that, that's what his bread and butter is. So, you, you know, he, uh, he he got that defense intact. They obviously got Chase Young from OSU, you know, in the draft. So, I, you know, I'm excited to see what Alex Smith can do. Uh, I think that they're going to win this division. Mike, I don't know if you're with me on that one. Uh, can you attest to me with that one? I think that I think it's either them or I think it's either them or New York. I'd have to look at the last three games for each team. And how crazy one. is that? Who would have thought like five weeks ago you would have said it would have been a football team in New York? You would have been saying it was you Dude, know the Giants were one and seven, one and seven, seven. Bro. And they still don't have Sanquan. So, I mean, what what's turned it around with these guys, really? I mean, it's just uh, luck or, you know, I mean, they had what's-his-name come in and star, right, Mr. Colt McCoy? I mean, when you got people mm-hmm. chanting for Colt McCoy, I mean, what does that tell you? But, geez, they turned it around, obviously, with uh, – I mean, obviously, they didn't last week getting pounded, but they're 5-8. and eight. You know, they got pounded last week against the Cardinals, 26 to 7, only scored in the third quarter. Uh, Murray kind of coming back, uh, they, uh, 7 and 6, they're almost at 500. But, you know, they're in the hunt in the hardest division in football. So, you know, and both teams, I mean, it's looking like both teams don't have an easy schedule down the way. Uh, the Giants have the Browns, the Ravens and the oh, who did I just see? Oh, my God. <laughs> Crap. Oh, the Cowboys. So the Giants finish the season with the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys, and the football team. They end the season with the Seahawks, the Panthers, and the Eagles. So not a, a, an easy road. So I think this could go either way. Yeah, and who does the football team have this week? They're football at home te- against the Seahawks. Oh, okay. But it's, it, but it's Seattle. Literally, remember what we said, going all the way, the longest flight from Seattle to Miami. This is one of the longer ones, bro. Seattle all the way to Washington, D.C. And you mentioned that we're getting two games on Saturday. That line is actually plus six. It's not uh, um, plus six for the football team. Man, I can football team. I'd actually I, I like that plus six, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I didn't realize that line was so high. But at plus six, man, I, I'd be looking maybe to see. 
or maybe even like take a in-game because if Seattle scores first in that game, you might be able to get football team at even like a plus nine. So if you're willing to wait a little bit, sometimes that kind of um, messes you up. In other circumstances, say football team was to score first, then you're kind of screwed. But you can kind of take a small position pre-flop, maybe wait for an in-game line and uh, see what happens. But football team's not a bad bet. They're kind of a team that's kind of rolling right now. And how Mike said, just uh, keep rolling with them until uh, you can't roll with them no more until they beat Pittsburgh. So uh, maybe maybe the the baton was passed on to to Washington, right? There you go. I mean, and then, you know, just going to one more story of the previous week in week 14, I thought it was uh, an amazing game on Monday between Baltimore and, and Cleveland last night. But uh, the cool stat that I heard was that it was only the second time on Monday Night Football that two Heisman winning quarterbacks were playing against each other in Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. Now, who was the other one? It was like 1977 or 1978. I forgot what uh, what year it was. Mm, I'm not sure. It was it was it was it only happened one other time, which is crazy. But Roger Staubach from the Dallas Cowboys defeated the San Francisco 49ers and Heisman winning quarterback Jim Plunkett before he joined the Raiders and won two Super Bowls with them. So that's pretty crazy. That's the only two times ever on Monday Night Football that two Heisman winning quarterbacks have played against each other. And the Chargers coming in with the win last week in our division. I can't believe what happened the week before, but I did like them against the Falcons to kind of get right after that pounding that they took. Uh, Mike, um, let me ask you, the Miami Dolphins, I think this is going to be the first time, Mike, that I, if I'm not mistaken, with your three fingers that I see you holding up. I think it's the first time since 2008, Michael, that the New England Patriots will not be winning the AFC East. Hallelujah. Le- Hallelujah. Rejoice. Everybody, we all NFL. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Rejoice. There it is. God damn. It. Finally. Holy shit. It took, it took Tom Brady to leave the team, but hey, it happened. <laughs> It took Tom Brady to leave the team. In your opinion, though, in your honest opinion, the way you've seen Tom Brady play, do you think that they'd be still in in first place? I mean, I think that regardless, Miami's playing pretty good, which is who they play this week. I think they're playing pretty good. Miami minus two and a half at home. New England's prone to losing down there. Has New England kind of given up on the season? Cam, I don't know if he's ever going to be a starting quarterback again. Mike, give us your thoughts real quick on on, on maybe this game in general or just New England in general. What do you think? So so they're six and seven right now. I think if they had Tom Brady, they'd have maybe two or three more wins. I think that they're worth I think that they're worth two or three more wins. I think they'd be like eight and five, nine and four, maybe. Um, definitely still fighting for uh, uh, the division more than they are now. I think officially after that ass whipping against the Rams last week, they are officially done. I would take Miami minus two and a half. The Dolphins are going to give Buffalo a run for their money for this East division. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to come down to the wire and it's going to be really exciting. I, I can't wait. Cam Newton. Sorry, bud. You're done. It was, it was, it was a good ride. Seeing seeing you in the Super Bowl at at Levi Stadium losing against the Denver Broncos and Peyton man, old man Peyton, but yeah, sorry your uh your career as a starter is done, my friend. You are just not that good, and not even Bill Belichick can fix your ass. And Mike, are all the are the Bills for real? I had the Bills last week after you know the Steelers lost that first game. I kind of felt that it was mm-hmm. going to kind of be like kind of come back to reality. 
And I kind of did like the Bills at home following that 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 Steelers loss in which they did cover, you know, 26 to 15. The Bills won last week and over there in Buffalo Denver and this week and this week they got to go to mile high. Kind of the same type of environment when it comes to weather wise. Who knows how the winds will be, you know, handicap your games beforehand if you guys are going to drop big money on it. But you got Buffalo coming in as a seven point favorite. You know, the Broncos, they kind of got right. You know, they're, they're, they, they've they been so garbage, but they did win down there in in, in Carolina. Matt Rules ran um, mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater's team by five points, 32 to 27. I think that with, uh, with the Broncos getting that big win on the road, with Buffalo, you know, trying to kind of flex their muscle, you know, don't get me wrong. Seven points is too much. I wouldn't be playing it. I don't want to be laying it. If I was playing it, I wouldn't be laying it. But Denver, so plus, I have I have a six and a half right here. Would you buy down to six for Buffalo or would you buy up to seven for with Denver? I mean, I can get would seven you, right now on certain books from faraway places, Mike. Okay. But that's just a game that I don't like. I just don't like yeah. that game with the Broncos sitting five and eight with uh with Mr. Locke, knowing that his career could be in his hands, you know, going all yeah. the you know, mile high, like I mentioned and then and then Buffalo having to travel all the way, although, the, the like I said, the weather is probably going to be the same type as in Buffalo. But, you know, I just wouldn't play that game. But, you know, I yeah. can actually see Denver kind of having an upset victory over Buffalo and just Buffalo kind of trying to get right for the playoffs and whatnot. But mm-hmm. we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. Houston was a huge disappointment. What do you want? Go ahead, Mike. Well, I, th- I think the Bills and the Dolphins are just a, a good storyline to follow. Like maybe not necessarily bet on the games, but who's going to overtake the East uh, in place of the Patriots? You know, you have the Bills. They have a stranglehold on the division. Are they going to keep the foot down or are they going to let, uh, you know, Miami sneak in there? Because the Bills have a tough test. Both teams have a, test, a tough test. Let's see who's going to come out of it into week 16 on top. Um, and what what real quick, Mike, what about this game? I wish Sean was here to talk about it. But, man, one of the classic games in NFL history in the 90s, exactly. especially you got the, you know, with the Owens, Dion and just everything that went down and back. You know, if you guys are old enough to remember that. But what a lackluster game this is going to be this Nick year. Mullins right? versus, what, Nick Andy Mullins Dalton. versus the Red Rifle versus, you know, yes. it's just uh, what an ugly game. We, you know, as NFL fans, everybody here that tunes in for maybe just our NFL weekly talk. But uh, us NFL probably, fans, this is, the IR little, bowl. Huh? this is probably the injured reserve bowl. Yeah, this the is, IR bowl. The, the teams yeah. who have just been snake bitten by injuries all year. You know, even even though, you know, even though the hosts at this podcast are actually, you know, outweighed two to one when it comes to Raider San Francisco fans. But uh, this is a matchup that I think all NFL football fans deserve to have better, you know, than 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 the Red Rifle versus Mullins. You know, a line that seems fishy to me, the Bears have been playing kind of, you know, up and down all year, can't really score any points. But the Vikings are at home playing well. They're a minus three. What do you think about this line? I think that the Vikings should be favored by a little bit more, but maybe just because it's a division game, you know, like, what do you think about that game? It's a weird game for me. Yeah, that is kind of a weird game. And Mike, that's probably another one of those games that I would honestly probably stay away from. But, you know, I'd kind of have to go with Minnesota in a way because, 
they've been playing obviously a little bit better. You know, they've been winning games. They've been they've been you know staying in the hunt. Although Green Bay has won that division, Mike. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I believe yes. Green. Yes, yeah, they are. They already clinched the division, so it's kind of like a you know those two teams fighting for maybe a chance to make the playoffs as a you know a seventh seed wild card for sure. And you have it right there because you got the Bears six and seven, the Vikings six and seven. So yeah, you're basically, but at, you know, at the same time, the odds makers are kind of saying that these teams are going to be kind of you know, even with Vikings just basically giving home field points to the Bears. But with the Bears having to go play inside that dome, I always get a little worry. That kind of goes into my handicapping you know, weekly and yearly, and uh, it's just one of the things that I. You know, it might not dig too much. It could probably be some type of statistic on it that I'm not too aware of. But it, it's just something that, in my personal opinion, that there's certain teams that I just don't think perform too good in domes. There's other teams that just seem to not perform as good outside. And I don't know what it is. It's just that maybe the practice facilities where they play on what they feel like is more, uh, you know, like home to them. But, yeah, I think that the Bears – even though, Mike, you think the line is fishy, I'd probably stay away. But if, you know, gun to my head, I probably would take the Vikings in this game, honestly. I see you looking hard over there. I, you got something no, I agree. to say. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of working on my two picks of the week, but I agree with you um, on the on the Vikings. But I'm going to give you my two picks of the week right here. I'm going to take – actually, you know what? I, I go against him every week, and I went against him last week as well because – and I would have won. It's weird. I would have had my best week ever on this podcast, but I, w- of course, wasn't on. I had the Colts, I had the Bills, and I had the Eagles against the Saints. Um, so but, – but this week, let's see. I like the Raiders to bounce back. They're at home. I think they're going to sweep the chargers this year and they're going to cover that three and a half, The three and a half kind of scares me, you know, cause they might just win by three, but if you can buy down to three points for the Raiders, I would take the Raiders minus three at home. And I would also take now there's a weird stat. I have no idea what it is off the top of my head, but Lamar Jackson's at home. If he's going to be healthy, he's, he dominates against crappy teams. And then he plays like crap against Pittsburgh, against Kansas City, against New England when they were good last year. So the Ravens at home against Jacksonville Jaguars, who have pretty much mailed it in for the rest of the year, they will cover a two-touchdown spread, the minus 14. So those are my two picks of the week, the two home teams, Raiders minus 3.5 and, and the Ravens minus 14. There it is, comic bookie fans. You guys take those picks or do what you want with them. Remember, this is for entertainment purposes only. And what's even more for entertainment purposes only is the futures, Mike. I want to run these futures down with you real quick before we get into the next segment real quick. Uh, Kansas City, Mike, they have become a sub-200 team at only coming in at plus-175 here on Bobata. The Green Bay Packers coming in at six and a half, Mike, to one, as well as your Taysom Hill-led New Orleans Saints at six and a half to one. You got your Buffalo Bills. You're starting to get into the double digits, which is the team I mentioned earlier a couple minutes ago. But now you can get them at 10 to one. I'd be looking at them for a little bit of value. Los Angeles Rams, I don't think they got what it takes to go that far this year, even though they're also 10 to one coming out of the NFC there. Pittsburgh, 10 to one. Seattle 12 to 1, Tampa Bay 
13 to 1. They're back up there. Remember, they dropped down to about 6 to 7 to 1 a couple weeks ago. They're back up to about their preseason line again at 13 to 1. The Ravens, Mike, you mentioned them 18 to 1. And the Colts, 25 to 1, along with the Titans and the Browns, 40 to 1. Those are your long shots. If you want even longer shots, I'll give them to you. But, Mike, Bro, give me those double digits. I hear you listening closely and running the numbers through your head. Where do you see the value, brother? Give me those double digits with Pittsburgh and Seattle. Okay, Seattle and Ben there. I mean, if if Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he has, if he has a top 10 defense, the only time he's ever had that, he won the Super Bowl. So if he has a better defense this year, they have a good chance. Uh, Depends on how Drew Brees is going to come back with the Saints. I mean, obviously, I have the Chiefs and the Saints in the Super Bowl. Those are my picks from the beginning of the season. But for value picks, dude, give me the veteran quarterbacks of Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson, who have been there a combined, what, five times, four or five times? Dude, hell yeah. And Mike. You talked about veteran quarterbacks and give them at some value, and I mentioned it. You're getting them at a little bit better value than you were even before the preseason with Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, I see a little bit of value in them True. as well with the Bills, like I mentioned at ten to one, and the Steelers as well. So you know, Kansas City, I can. It's hard to win it twice. You know, it's hard, but Kansas City kind of has been playing to their this, you know, their competition lately kind of like you know winning good playing the good teams good playing the bad teams kind of crappy but yeah i'm with you mike although i don't know if i like seattle as much as you with pittsburgh yeah i'm with it but uh i'm i'd be i'd be looking at tampa bay at 13 to 1 or pittsburgh at 10 to 1 uh as well as buffalo for the long shots for all you futures betters out there and then for all you week-to-week betters mark what is your pick for this week 15 uh, my pick for these week 15, man, I mentioned, uh, I kind of like, uh, I don't know, man. I think that the Vikings, although I said that I probably wouldn't really touch it. I'm kind of looking at it a little bit more. Uh, I don't really trust uh, it's going to be Trubisky if I'm not mistaken, Mike. Uh, I think it is going to be Trubisky. But uh, I'd be looking at either them, and I do also like uh, the Dolphins, Mike, at minus two and a half. New England, I just think that they've kind of thrown in the towel at this point. I think that Miami has kind of, I mean, it's 2020, man. This year has been crazy, and I think it's time for the ship to turn tide and and just – Miami, Buffalo, you know, I think these are going to be the two top dogs going forward as these other two teams in the East rebuild and the Patriots and the Jets. But I do like Miami this week. You always talk about that Florida weather. So why not keep running them? All right. Well, there you have it, Combookie fans. Get those picks and lock them in now. Uh, So let's change tides as well from the NFL to college football. Now we have an array, like I said in the preview, we have an array of conference championship games. Um, we have a, a team the in, Huskies the, in the Washington in Huskies will not be in the Pac-12 championship. If that's what you have in your head right now, they had uh, some COVID cases or at least some um, some distant. Uh, I forgot what it, was it positive cases on the offensive line. I don't that, know. I stopped that, paying attention. I, I to think that's what, what it was. Who so who, who touched who, what contact, who, whose grandma saw, whose nephew. And I don't know, man. Yeah. Just give me the so, games. Yeah, so you have 
USC and Oregon now in the Pac-12 championship. That's on Friday night, which I actually like the Friday night because everything else is on Saturday. You have like two 9 a.m. games, two noon one o'clock games and then two five o'clock games. It's going to totally run into the NFL game. So you have to pick and choose between your ACC championship, your SEC championships, your Sunbelt championships. If you're, you know, excited for that one, your three and two Oregon ducks, Mike, three and two. How excited are you? Christ, I mean, honestly, uh, Christ. Well, you know what? If USC wins, why aren't they in the playoff? Huh? They're undefeated. You know, that's trash if they're not you know, in it. Come on, you know, Ohio State, you know, you guys, did you see? Why uh, not just see Dabo Sweeney? Did you see Dabo Sweeney? You see Dabo Sweeney? Shots He's fired pissed. today. <laughs> He's hella pissed. What exactly uh, did he say? He said, if the ACC was trying to really protect Clemson and Notre Dame, why would we even play a game this week? I mean, if six wins can get you in the playoffs, shouldn't nine get you there? Shouldn't 10 get you there? <laughs> that's pretty true. Like everyone knows that Notre Dame, Clemson, they're just as good as Ohio State to get into the playoffs based off of what they've played so far this year. It's not their fault that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were more careful about the coronavirus than the SEC, Big 12, and ACC were. They just didn't play. They just canceled all these games and stuff. We know that Ohio State's a top three, top four team, but I'm sorry. It's 2020. Let those boys play it. But if you don't, That's the commissioner's it, fault, right? That's their the league? Uh, of the of the conference, yes, and then also whatever they kind of uh, get together with maybe state city officials as far as what the you know protocols for coronavirus is is you know like oh we're not you know if X amount of players test positive boom you're just canceling the game you know I I, I don't know I mean I I kind of agree with him they shouldn't have to play this game I'm just kind of so sick of the damn NF. Sorry, the NCAA and how they do this. Just there's, I mean, how many playoff teams do you get in the NFL? There's 32 teams and you get 12. What is it? 14 teams, I think, this year. 14 now. Yeah, seven and seven. So it's damn near half the league is going to make the playoffs. And, and, then the NBA, and then the NBA and NHL is over half. You have 16 each in the NBA and NHL. A hundred percent. And then how many teams do we have in NCAA football? Right. But yet we can only figure out a way to get four teams in. I mean, this this shit drives me crazy every year. There's way more than just four deserve. You guys can't even figure out that there's four deserving teams, but yet you're trying to pick four every year. And every year we have somewhat of the same issue, you know, just make it eight already. You know, make it eight. We have a World Cup that they're going to expand from whatever it is, like 32 to like 48, I think they're trying to do. And, you know, these teams, are, get, these teams are getting better. You know, you guys want the money. Don't tell me the NCAA doesn't want the damn money. You guys want the money, so just expand it. Like I said, like, you know, like I've always vouched for, so I've always heard, you know, a lot of, you know, my 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 – fellow uh, gambling analyst on VEASAN vouch for and when it comes to the college football playoff where it's just you know you get the five at large you know the five big big the the big the big five conference champions power five five, thank you Mike you get them in and then you got three at large you know you can get like maybe one of the you know uh, San Jose State this year or whatnot you know undefeated um or you could have a coastal Carolina Coastal Carolina, BYU, have, that 
or you have a Texas A&M, you know, or a, or a Florida, Florida who, who probably will lose the SEC championship game. Hundred percent, you know, with how good Alabama's doing, you know. But really, dude, just get a, get a guys. If you guys are listening to us, the committee. If there's anybody in the com- that got ties that listens to the Comic Bookies podcast, that's in that got ties to the committee. Just uh, let your uncle know, man, that uh, the Comic Bookies is requesting that you guys put eight teams because they're deserving. There's there's four more. There's a lot. There's at least maybe even eight more that are deserving. You guys could even do yeah. 12 somehow, but just well, do it, man. Get it well, done. I'm not sure if these are postponed games, but there's games that are actually play that aren't, you know, conference championship games that are just canceled. Like Michigan, Iowa, Vanderbilt, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Miami. Like they're all just canceled. Like it just is canceled on the schedule. You know, there's uh, Purdue and Indiana on Friday. That's just canceled. Like it's crazy. Like all, like I think they just said, you know, this week's for conference cha- uh, championship games. If you had a game scheduled, you're just not going to play. It's just crazy. So, I mean, what game is kind of, you know, like what game is, you know, kind of jumps out to you? One game that jumps out to me is kind of interesting because we've never seen them successful, but they're 24th ranked overall. <laughs> San Jose State is playing Boise State in the Mountain West Championship game. It's pretty cool just for our local fans. My sister is in alma, her alma mater, San Jose State, so go go Sparty, go Spartans of San Jose State. Uh, Boise State's minus 6.5, so, you know, who knows there. Yeah, that is pretty. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I just it's I find it so hard to think that San Jose State has a chance of uh, beating Boise State. Just how this uh, Mountain West Conference has gone for years, you know. Um, and then and then Mark, just sorry to cut you off, but this Go game ahead. this game is being played in Las Vegas, Nevada, but it's being played at Sam Boyd Stadium. And don't get me wrong, is that the UNLV Stadium? That is the UNLV Stadium. Why the hell aren't they playing in Allegiant? Because uh, maybe the, the, Lloyd the, the Christmas pack- doesn't want people there. Maybe there will be some fans because it's college. I'm not sure. Yeah, wh- and, but, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know going forward. Because well, the Pac-12, they said they have a contract uh, to play at Allegiant, but they're playing at the Coliseum. So USC is getting a home game for this game on Friday. And what scares me is you got a San Jose State, which is ranked number 24th in the nation. When was the last time San Jose State was ranked, guys? This is unbelievable. I should take a picture of my screen right here. But, <laughs> I, know. Uh, I know. Plus six and a half, Document which scares me. Every time you see an unranked team, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a, a, that big of a favorite against a ranked team. It's kind of uh, telling you that something doesn't add up there you know although san jose state mm-hmm. can pull something out of their hat don't get me wrong i haven't watched too much boise state football this year so i wouldn't go into this blindly and bet big money on it it'd be fun to kind of throw a little parlay together on the with this game included mm-hmm. but don't get me wrong you know uh uh, I, I wouldn't be betting big, but San Jose State, nonetheless, uh, are very close uh, university to our uh, to our home here, Mike. So uh, and dear yeah. to your sister's heart. So go Spartans and Mike. Yeah. Last week was a, a go ahead. God just wanted to mention your your USC game last week against USCLA. That was, that was a, a fun a fun, fun game. game, dude. But fun go ahead. Game. What are you gonna say? 
I mean, I'm not even going to pay attention to some of these games, dude. The Big Ten Championship, minus 20 and a half for Ohio State. Even teams two versus three in the ACC. Clemson's still favored by 10 and a half. Alabama is favored by 17. Dude, I'm going to pay attention to these some of like these lower ones. Dude, this Louisiana versus Coastal Carolina, 19 versus 12. You have a 9 and 1 versus an 11 and 0 team. Can you, can you imagine that 2020 and a team has played 12 games? That's amazing. And you have Coastal Carolina minus three and a half. I, I I love that. I love seeing that. Finally, something that I don't see like five and zero with Ohio State. You know, Tulsa versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a two touchdown favorite for the AAC uh, championship game. <clears throat> I don't know. What do you think about all these teams? Uh, all these all these games can be blowouts. What the hell? What What's funny is you got what I think is funny is how you have Washington State still playing Utah as a Utah 10 and a half favorite. But then at the same time, you also got, you got the champion, the, you got Stanford UCLA playing with UCLA, a minus seven favorite. But at the same time, you got the, the damn, the damn championship game going on. So you got all yeah, these, you know, you got these PAC 12 games going on, but then you want to have the championship game going on as well. So it's just goes to tell you how scrambled it was, how wrong PAC 12 always seems to get it. And, uh, I don't know. I, I I just hope that whatever happens, I think that I'm actually surprised that we're having a bowl season. I thought they were just going to kind of end these games and just get to the 14 playoff and kind of just do with you. So the fact that we're going to have a couple bowl games, it's looking like Mike, if I'm not mistaken, yep. is kind of crazy to me, I mean, but I mean, sponsors have to take advantage of where their games being played. If, if, if they're, if, if, if Sony or if capital one has their games being played in Tennessee, Florida, Texas, Georgia, you know, states that are actually holding fans and everything, they have to take advantage. And like, you know what? Screw, we're still going to have a game. If these schools are willing to play, if everyone tests, okay, we're playing, you know, we're going to, we're going to take that revenue. And we got into futures, Mike, earlier with the NFL. These futures are going to be a little bit different that I'm going to throw at you and the comic bookie fans right now, because this is actually uh, some futures that I would be willing to, to drop the chalk on, you know, lay the chalk because, uh, if I'm playing, I'm laying with Bama this year. Number one, Mac Jones. He's obviously that offense is so prolific. Maybe one of the best that, you know, in my opinion, that Mr. Uh, Mr. Saban has had. The defense has been a little bit uh, off at, at times this season. But nonetheless, Alabama coming at you, Mike, at a minus 150 favorite. You got Clemson at plus 275. Let's give you about three to one, two and a half to one with Clemson. Ohio State looking like they're going to get in here three and a half to one with Notre Dame at seven to one. Is this going to be a repeat of your brother's team with the fighting Irish with uh, Mr. Uh, with uh, Mr. Catfish that was catfished earlier in the <laughs> in that season uh, against Alabama when Alabama just laid it on them and Notre Dame couldn't even have a score on the board at, at halftime. Um, with uh, Te- uh, Matai Teo, Matai Teo, yeah, year. I don't know if you remember that, but that was probably, you know, that was around the time that I really got heavily into gambling on sports and uh, mm-hmm. really in the understanding the whole, the, how, how it all worked and whatnot. So the, the, the an Alabama Notre Dame championship would be kind of dear to my heart. So, uh, but I'd also like to see Bama pound them again. Cause at minus minus one fifty, Mike, I'd probably be taking them. Honestly, I wouldn't yeah. making, I wouldn't mind taking the right to Reno to drop that guy. 
I mean, I'm not, I have no idea how the ACC championship is going to play out, but I would say that Notre Dame would be the team that I would not want to take as far as the championship at the at the seven to one. I take Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State. But yeah, I mean, it's it's minus money, but I agree with you. I'd take Alabama, bro. I, yeah, I think Ohio State and Alabama would actually be a pretty fun game. Yeah. And if you think something like that, I don't know exactly. Uh, yeah, that's mm, that wouldn't work out in the championship. That's looking like right now with Ohio State being number four, that was going to be in the first playoff with one going against a four. And then you would have, which would be kind of whack, Alabama right. or Clemson and Notre Dame again for the third straight time because you had but them in the if, regular season. But what if Notre Dame drops from two to four? Notre Dame drops from two to four. That... If, they, if they get absolutely obliterated, like by 30 or 40 uh, from Clemson, they could drop and then have to play Alabama in the first round. Clemson versus Ohio State, two versus three. Mm, could, you're right. I didn't think happen. about that. Could happen. And, and then you have Notre Dame and Alabama in that first game. And then you could have Ohio State because I would actually like to see that game. Ohio State versus Alabama for the national championship. And if yep. you if if you think something like that could happen, you can kind of start trying to work your cards around right now by getting in at Alabama at minus one fifty and then say Alabama is going to be like a five, four and a half to six point favorite. Say, you know, in the game, you can take Ohio State and kind of try to middle it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, you try to win both of those bets. If Ohio State only loses by about four or less, there you go, man. But Alabama really is a powerhouse this year, guys. For sure. Uh, let's go into one more sport uh, for the sports section and for the podcast this week. Uh, the Champions League, they had their draw from the uh, group stages into the round of 16. Uh, Mark, anything besides the PSG? You have PSG versus uh, Barcelona, Messi versus uh, Neymar again. Um Anything else jump out to you? Uh, I don't know. I think Ronaldo going back to Portugal and playing Porto. Porto. Uh, you, your Reds of Liverpool that versus RB Leipzig, the team who eliminated Manchester United. And I would say probably don't sleep on Porto. With the, I know uh, Ronaldo's going to want to shine in his home country, but you know, Porto is a pretty scrappy team. You know, they've made it this far. And I think that they're going to kind of have a chip on their shoulder to kind of play against Ronaldo and Juve. And I think that uh, I, I really don't know what to expect from there. I think that at home, Porto can play pretty good. Do I expect them to advance? Probably not. Uh, going forward, looking at that Liverpool game, Mike, like you mentioned, they're going to be playing the team that took out your Red Devils. I think that, you know, with these games coming up, what, about a month and a half, two months from now, right? The first game. Today the first... is the 15th. So literally two months from now, the 16th of February is game is, is day one of the round of 16. Yeah. Yeah. So literally two. Yeah. So I would say that if if Liverpool can continue to get healthy, um, I'm not going to say that I've watched so much uh, RB Leipzig no games this year. <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't say that I completely know, but I know that they're always a pretty decent, you know, team with some firepower. And I do know that we got Nabi Keita on the reds that came over from RB Leipzig. But I think that Liverpool, they're going to be playing that first leg, uh, you know, in uh, at Leipzig's home. So I believe that, 
you know, if you can come out with at least a draw, you know how hard it is to beat Liverpool at Anfield. Probably going to be a couple weeks, three or four weeks after then. But yeah, Barcelona on the same day you mentioned, Mike, against St. Saint- Germain. Barcelona is not the same team. All of the uh, rumblings with uh, Na- uh, sorry, with the Messi wanting to leave, with Neymar wanting to play with him again and wanting him to join Paris Saint-Germain. Kind of hard to see such a legend leave that club. Although, uh, you know, the other GOAT has bounced around. But I'm excited to see that game. You know, it's, it's probably going to have a lot more star power than the Liverpool game on that day. But do I don't know, man. Of, uh, I think – go ahead. What do you think of Chelsea and uh, Atletico? That's another uh, matchup I, I kind of like because Chelsea's actually been playing really well, not only in Champions League, but in the Premier League as well. Although they did just lose to the Sean Wolves yes, today. Wolves in a, yes. in a, in a, in a 95th minute header, as 90, Sean said. Yeah. 95th minute header, the Wolves, which always seem, I'm pretty sure they're in seventh place again on the table, which they always seem to be. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Chelsea. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of tough for them. They they always seem to be playing good, uh, especially, you know, in the Premier League. But when it comes to the Champions League lately, I just think that ever since those that magic with Mourinho and all that, I think that, uh, I don't know, man. I think Atletico's got that Spaniard defense. You know, they got Felix at the front. They got your boy, um, what's his name? <laughs> Playing um, the forward, the striker, Diego Acosta, right? I just think uh, that uh, yeah, it that's might right. be a little... Yeah, that's right. He's playing Chelsea again. He's playing team. Chelsea. Yeah. And I just think that it might be a little bit too much uh, uh, too much firepower from the Spaniards to for Chelsea to okay. advance. Although we would like, I guess, to see some of our English counterparts uh, from the EPL advance. But we'll see, man. Yeah. And then you have, just to round out the last four teams... Atalanta is playing at home against Real Madrid for the first game. And then Manchester City is playing and then, who? And then uh, Manchester City is playing Borussia Mon. Oh, dude, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this name. So for anyone in Germany, I'm sorry. Uh, Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach. <laughs> and, yeah. so. and to go along with that, Jesus even Christ. after Manchester that's, City. That's a name. And even after Manchester City, TCB fans were almost banned from the Champions League and revoked it and be able to come back. They seem to have been having the easiest path to the round of eight, man, with that easy group stage that they had, group win, and uh, now playing a team that Mike can't even pronounce. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> we'll see going forward, guys. Yeah, uh, so It's going to be a fun one. Nonetheless, so look for, it's about so look for news. Away. Look, yeah, so look for news. Look for futures for Champions League, but and that and, will not and, that will and, not be until after the Super Bowl, and two days after the Daytona 500 is when the round of 16 starts. So look ahead for those games, folks. So get your uh, get your fixing in right now for the Champions League because you might not be hearing about UCL for a couple weeks, uh, months here in the <laughs> on the Comic Bookies podcast. We might That's have right. to dive. We might have to divert to. Uh, EPL for that socks for that soccer talk. Yep. Uh, that's right. Because, uh, as we run out the sports, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we have the NBA and the NHL starting. So we're excited for those, but that has been crickets. I hate it, Mike. I haven't crickets. heard nothing. I haven't about heard the NHL. anything. The most I've heard is sharks have the ugly ass, uh, alternate uniforms. That's the only <laughs> news that I've heard, but, uh, that rounds out episode 92 of the Compogies podcast. It was great to be back on with you, Mark. Send us away. My brother.
Thank you, brother. As I do the zigzag theory, as I mentioned earlier with you and uh, Sean these last couple of weeks, but everybody's living their Boring life. Ass. It's 2020. Everyone's living their life and, uh, you know, everyone's getting ready for the holiday. So we can't even uh, be mad. So I'm just excited that I get to spend this time with my brothers. I get to spend this time with the TCB fans weekly. You can always reach us on at the comic bookies on Instagram and Twitter. Nonetheless, at the comic bookies at gmail.com. Drop us a line. What do you want us to read? Uh, like I always say, give us more Marvel stuff that you guys are into. Uh, give us a review. Apple uh, five stars. It goes a long way. And uh, so you guys are just going to have to tune in for next week. Are we coming at you with another episode? The little stocking stuffer for you guys. Or are you not? Uh, I could say I want to, but uh, we'll see. You gotta, we gotta give you guys something to be desired about. So thank you and uh, enjoy the weekend and uh, enjoy the sports, Mike. Thank you. I uh, love you, brother, and let's do it, man. Let's ha- have another great week. We still got a long week to go as we record on Tuesday. So uh, yes, sir. Let's yes, sir. Uh, have a blessed week going forward. A uh, quick little shout out to the person who's uh, consistently downloading in Brussels, Belgium. I'm I'm looking at the stats and uh, week in and week out, it's consistently because you know it like updates every week, so the number should be going down, but the number of of downloads still stays the same in in Belgium. So please, the person, reach out to us on Instagram or email like, any way you can. We'll send you some swag or whatever, but we really appreciate all of the worldwide listeners in Yemen, Malaysia, Honduras, United Kingdom, Ireland, France, Dublin. Germany, Finland, like all of those guys. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the Comboogies podcast. But for Sean, who will be back next week or into 2021, but pay attention for all of us at uh, the Comboogies on Instagram and on YouTube. But enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. Love every one of you. Bye. Peace. And always enjoy each other. And always enjoy Treasure Island Comics. Because although Alex will not be having a winter sale this weekend or going forward, you can always get curbside delivery. You can always get stuff shipped to you. And he always has the best trade paperbacks, backstories, and new issues for your entertainment pleasure. So check him out. We love you guys. TCB, let's go. Let's go.